Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Friday, October 13th, 2023. This is edition number 177 of season eight as we continue looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. Today we'll complete chapter 32 by looking at paragraph number three. Just to let you know where we're headed, um, there is only... Uh, f- uh, three more editions of season eight uh, to um, uh, to work through. Uh, on Monday, October 16th, I'll deal with paragraph one of chapter 33. On October 17th, a Tuesday, I'll deal with paragraph number two, and then we'll finish the confession on October 18th, a Wednesday, with paragraph number three of chapter 33. Now, what I'm going to do, I was thinking about this and thought it might be helpful for some, on October 19th, a Thursday, I'm going to give a conclusion to Season 8 by simply reviewing very succinctly all 33 chapters of the Confession, just going Chapter 1 all the way through 33 by giving some basic bullet points of each chapter and a couple practical implications to each one of them. And, um, and by doing that, I hope it will, um, it will give... Um, a sense of guidance or conclusion, some wrap-up summary of the entirety of the Westminster Confession of Faith. But today we are in chapter uh, 32. I'm going to deal with paragraph uh, number uh, three. Let's pray together first. Our Father, we, ha- uh, we uh, ask that you would help us uh, even this day that as we consider these matters uh, pertaining to death and the resurrection of the dead, that you would guide and direct us. We pray that your spirit would teach and uh, show us that which your word uh, so plainly says. We ask for your grace and strength. Forgive us for the ways in which we fall short of your glory. May you give us uh, the guidance we need now to understand your word. We pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, paragraph number three is relatively short, and um, it continues really the line of thought that has begun in paragraph number two. Paragraph three says, The bodies of the unjust shall, by the power of Christ, be raised to dishonor the bodies of the just by his spirit unto honor and be made conformable to his own glorious body. Now, the issue of the resurrection began in paragraph number two. We have great hope in the resurrection because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the firstborn from the dead. He was raised by the power of God, and because of his resurrection, we too, as his, uh, we too will also be raised. But what is noted here in paragraph three is the two aspects of the resurrection. Note that the bodies of the unjust shall, by the power of Christ, be raised to dishonor. Now, what does that mean? Well, that means that their body will be re- reunited to their soul that has preceded them in death, and they will be uh, then disposed of or, as it were, judged for all eternity to dishonor to that eternal torment in hell. However, the bodies of the just, that is, all those who love, have been, have been uh, redeemed by the Lord Jesus Christ, love and honor him, the bodies of the just will, by his spirit, uh, be raised unto honor. Uh, that, of course, is the opposite of the dishonor. That is, that we will then be ever with the Lord Jesus Christ, made conformable to his own glorious body. Perhaps you have heard the expression, the beatific vision, or the Christian hope. Uh, 
That is that we will be raised and our bodies united to our souls and we will ever be with the Lord. We will ever see, we will see him, be with him and be made like him. That glorious hope and promise that we will be conformed into the very image of Christ will be finally realized on that great day in which we are united uh, to our Savior. Uh, are united to our bodies and then made to look like uh, our Savior. Let me just read a couple passages of Scripture relevant to this paragraph. There's, again, not a lot uh, to discuss from the statements that are made here, but in Acts chapter 24 and verse 15, uh, there we read, having a hope in God which these men themselves accept that there will be a resurrection of both the just and the unjust. And then John chapter 5 verses 25 to 29. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son also to have life in himself. And he has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. So it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. And at the great day, at the last day, all of our bodies, whether just or unjust, will be raised, united with our souls, and they have one of two destinations, one of two eternal destinations before them. The just, of course, the redeemed of the Lord, in glory with our Savior for all of eternity, and those unjust, those who have rejected the hope of the gospel, uh, to dishonor, to hell uh, for all uh, of eternity with, with no real possibility of salvation. Now, th this, of course, uh, leads us to you know, contemplate the whole issue of death in the first place. Uh, friends, the, the reality of death, it's a reality for every single person. It is a certainty. It is appointed unto man once to die. Now, unless the Lord Jesus Christ returns before your death, you will die. You will die in some manner that has been defined and uh, decreed by a holy God at some point in eternity past, and you will die at the very moment that he has purposed for your death. Now the question, of course, is whether you're going to, be, uh, you're going to die in the Lord, that is to say you're going to die trusting Christ alone for salvation, or you're going to die trusting yourself. If you die trusting yourself, you face a terrible and awful end, an end that you do not have to face. Uh, it's an end uh, that has no possibility of solution. It is an end of utter torment and utter misery. The miseries of this life will be that which you would welcome gladly in the life to come. As compared to those miseries of the life to come, you would gladly welcome those of this world. It does not have to be that way. You simply put your hope and your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. You cry out to him, I am a sinner. I am in need of the salvation that only Jesus Christ can offer. Please forgive me for my sins. I look to Christ alone for salvation. I trust no one else. And if you do that, if you place your hope in him, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved and you will be spared the utter torment of an eternity uh, in hell. For those of us who know the Lord Jesus Christ, death is not an enemy we have to fear. Uh, where is thy victory, O grave? Where is the sting of the grave? For the Christian, there is none 
It is merely a doorway upon which we enter into the comfortable presence of our God. Now, I have seen uh, Christians enter uh, that life. I've seen them leave this world. I've been in the room with them as they peacefully go to their Savior who they have trusted. And so it's a fact and reality for all of us. The question is the destination and the means by which we enter into glory with the God of heaven who made us is through simple trust and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you. I hope they are. If you have any comments or questions, you can leave me a note. The way to reach me is there before you on the screen. So until the Monday edition, when we begin to look at the final chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith, may the Lord help you today. May you strive to serve him with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. God bless.